Welcome to Let's Grow. This is a personal development podcast, and I'm your host, Jeremy A. Taylor, but you can call me JT. Whether it's a short message from yours truly or an interview with a special guest, this is your place for weekly encouragement to keep going and growing. My goal here is simple, to leave you better than I found you. And I know your time is valuable, so let's dive right in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Let's Grow podcast. This is episode 16. I'm hanging out with a dear friend of mine named Austin Newton, Coach Austin Newton, to be exact, head boys basketball coach at Madison Southern High School in Berea, Kentucky. Uh, In addition to that, we are throwback rivals. Uh, Grew (laughs) up in the same hometown, and I had to compete against this guy uh, growing up. And so we will probably share a couple stories about that tonight, but I'm excited uh, that you guys have an opportunity to hear from him uh, in a casual conversation where we're just going to talk about uh, keeping things on the up and up. Uh, what's, what's enabled him to be the, become the leader that he is, the man that he is, the, the husband, the father, the coach. <clears throat> and of course, at the end of the day, the goal is always this, that, that, that this will be valuable for your time, that, uh, that we would leave you better then we found you and that you would find this content uh, something that uh, is worth sharing as well with friends, with family members, uh, what have you. So that being said, thank you guys in advance for your time. We're going to dive right in. Austin, Coach Newton, my man, my friend, thank you for joining me tonight. JT, I appreciate you having me on, man. This is a lot of fun. Whenever I get a chance to talk to you, like like you said, we go way back, man. And so we lost, we lost touch there for a while. We're uh, we didn't talk much, and then you came up when I got the head coaching job here at Madison Southern and kind of kicked off my tenure as a head coach. We went up and hiked the uh, the pinnacles, the beautiful pinnacles here in Berea, and you uh, gave a, a, a great message to our squad, and uh, we we really appreciated that. Guys still talk about it, and you've been up several times since then. Last year, I remember you came. Uh, it was right during the middle of the season. We were struggling as a team with some team chemistry stuff. Um, and out of nowhere, I see you at our game. And it was almost like God had sent you to our game to, to not only talk to me, but to talk to deliver a message to our team. So I appreciate you not only having me on, but just for being there uh, for me and for our team over the last couple of years. Hey, it's a, I consider it a privilege and a pleasure to be partnered with you. And uh, I know what you stand for. I know what you represent. I know what your focus is. And so uh, I'm excited to see you continue to, to press on and, and move forward and build the culture there with that program. Uh, I know it's, uh, <clears throat> it's something very near and dear to your heart now living in the hometown where your wife is from and, uh, and being able to say, you know, what, we're just going to, we're going to set up shop here. We're going to, we're going to do what we can to add value to this community and you choosing to be a coach is one way of doing that. So Austin, tell, uh, tell everyone a little bit about your background, where you're from and, uh, and how you got into coaching. Yeah, so uh, from Campbellsville, Kentucky, went to Campbellsville High School, and I think during my time, this I, I think this is right now. I gotta go back and check, but from seventh grade on, I don't think I lost to Taylor County, JT. So <laughs> I need some fact checking on that. But uh, we pretty much owned Taylor County when I was at Campbellsville. Um, I know after I left, you guys kind of took over, but uh, proud to uh, have graduated from Campbellsville High School. Um, when I was a senior in high school, Travis Ford was the coach at Camelsville University. 
and he was recruiting me to come to Campbell's University. And then my senior year, he got the job at EKU. Um, and so I followed him up, uh, played at EKU, was a student there, uh, played for Travis Ford uh, for four years, uh, met my wife uh, my sophomore year at EKU, uh, got to go to an NCAA tournament my senior year, which was a dream come true. We got to play against the University of Kentucky. Um, so just a lot of great memories came out of uh, attending EKU. Um, it's all, it will always be a special place to me. Uh, after I graduated from uh, EKU, I went to uh, UMass my senior year after we made the NCAA tournament. Uh, Coach Ford got the job at UMass, and he asked me to come up and uh, help him as the video coordinator. Uh, so I did that for almost three years. And then uh, the pretty little blonde that I met uh, from here in Berea told me that I need to move back home if we we're going to get married. So <laughs> she was not going to live up north. So I uh, moved back home, uh, got out of coaching for a couple years, tried some different things. I got into uh, uh, – tried to be a stockbroker. I tried to work for my dad at a uh, fast food restaurant, uh, tried to get into pharmaceutical sales. I, I tried a couple – different routes and I kept coming back to I'm I was meant to be a coach I was meant to be part of a team um, just being a part of something bigger than myself is something that I've done my entire life and I had to get back into it so luckily I, I had an opportunity to get back in at EKU where I was an assistant for for eight years um, and then uh, the guy that I worked for a guy named Jeff Newbauer we had a lot of success uh, he moved on and took the job up at Fordham University up in the Bronx, New York. Um, I had a chance to go with him and decided didn't want to move my family up to the Bronx. So we uh, settled down here in Berea, um, was out of coaching again for about three years, did some athletic uh, fundraising, was an assistant athletic director over at EKU. And then this opportunity became available to, to be a head coach at the high school level. And I jumped at it and uh, just finished my, my second year going into my third. So, uh, I love to coach. I love to lead young men. I love to do it in an area that loves basketball and loves to see uh, men help their community. Um, and so I couldn't be happier with uh, where I'm at now and with my family being uh, right by my side. I love that part of your story about the possibility and the opportunity of moving to the Bronx. And I just can't help but think, about what kind of culture shock would have taken place <laughs> if, you, if you move your sweet little family from South Central Kentucky to the Bronx, yeah. New York. And that's the thing with college coaching, and I've known it, you know, ever since I got into coaching that, like, if you coach at the Division One level, like, at some point you're going to have to move <laughs> unless you're a, a Rick Bird who was at Belmont for 30-something years or a Roy Kidd who coached at EKU, like, unless you're those type guys and I – if I was ever a head coach at that level, I would hope to be that guy, like that I would be loyal enough to stay there. But, you know, opportunities come about. So I knew as an assistant, like I would have to make a decision one day if uh, we're moving on or we're getting fired and I'd have to figure it out. And that day finally came um, and I just couldn't – I don't want to be that guy that moves my family all around the country. I want them to have sure. uh, stability. Sure. Uh, and that says a lot about you as a leader and, uh, and as, as the leader of your home, uh, setting the tone, setting the pace, uh, what you want for the, the vision that you have for your family and the lifestyle you want to create with your wife and your children. And I, so I appreciate you sharing that. And there's no need, just FYI listeners, there's no need to go fact check the, uh, the, the stats and the numbers and the games because Austin is telling the absolute truth. 
that in our hometown of Campbellsville, Kentucky, two school districts, Campbellsville Independent, Taylor County School System, Campbellsville did own Taylor County for a large uh, span uh, in, in, you know, the time that we were coming up, middle school, high school time frame. Uh, and, uh, and one of those games that stands out where <clears throat> we started to kind of tip the scale and, uh, and, and, and really kind of get back on track because Austin was a senior, I was a junior, and we played in the 20th district championship game uh, at, a, at a Dare County High School. And the reason why that, 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 uh, that game stands out to me uh, so well, or a couple reasons. <clears throat> one, uh, I remember the shot that Robert Rich, one of his teammates, and also a good friend of mine, hit at the end of the third quarter uh, to, take, to carry the momentum that Camelsville had into the fourth quarter. And we ended up obviously taking an L that night. And then secondly, right before, right around the time I was graduating, Austin's mother sent me a picture that she had of me and Austin from that game. And I'll never forget what she wrote uh, in the card with that picture. Uh, Austin and I were literally looking at the same thing. We literally had the same exact stance. And she wrote on the card, she said, uh, look at you guys in the uh, same facial expression, uh, same exact stance, dot, 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 or, or, or she said different color, dot, dot, <laughs> dot, <laughs> jerseys. <laughs> uh, and I, I thought that was great, man. That, that play awesome. on words there. Yeah. And yeah. it was just so thought, it was just so thoughtful, you know, and yeah. I'll never forget that. Uh, cause we, we had on even the same pair of shoes, those old throwback Chuck Taylors. Uh, <clears throat> so either way, not the old canvas Chuck Taylors for all you listeners out there. We weren't wearing those throwbacks, but there was a new design Chuck Taylor at the time, uh, a, a team team shoot that people were wearing. But uh, I'll never Actually, forget that I, wa I went back and watched <laughs> that game when I was home uh, a few weeks ago, and I, I still remember the feeling that I had after that game. And it's a credit to you and, and the Taylor County that you guys were – you were not – that was the first time that I feel like you guys – weren't backing down. Like you were not going to back down from us. It didn't matter what happened. And so I was glad that I was a senior and getting out of there because <laughs> a little bit. Um, but just, I, I just remember, I remember you and uh, Kevin Bridgewater from Adair County. And of course, you know, Robert Rich and those guys, like we're a bunch of small dudes, man. We're a bunch of small dudes just trying to make it. That's and, right. Um, I want to feel like I had some kind of effect on you guys just to, to show you guys, you younger guys, that you could do it at that size. You could play, you know, college ball at that size, and you could be good at that size. And I just remember we just, no matter if it was at the park or at the armory or wherever, we were just playing. We were just balling, and we were That's right. And we had to we had to compete and get in there and throw our bodies around if we wanted to make it and stay on the court. So I yeah. just, I just remember those battles, but I, that games till this day specifically stands out that all right they're they're here and they're not backing down and that's credit yeah. to you guys and the job that you did i appreciate that brother and just for the record uh you uh you did have that same effect on us and uh you know the the competition and uh you know the the, the skill level and the focus and the attention that you brought to the game i mean uh <clears throat> you exercised an incredible focus because i can remember you know, even whenever you were a freshman and, uh, you know, you were logging some of the varsity minutes that you were, and I was still in middle school at the time. And I know you took, took your lumps early on in the career and had some of those setbacks and, and one specifically that we've talked about 
you know, a number of times before. We were talking about just just recently, but uh, you totally did raise the bar and uh, and create a standard for us. So I appreciate that. So you mentioned on the on the back end there <clears throat> of uh, talking a little bit about your background and where you're at today, how you ended up on the coaching scene, and you did mention you know your love for the game and you know, the, the deep level of appreciation that you have to do what it is that you do. You know, this is a personal development podcast, and I, I like to talk about, you know, one area of your life affects every area of your life. And typically the way that you do one thing uh, in, in long range is kind of the, the, the way that you do everything. And basketball and sports and coaching and competition, that's kind of who you are. That's in your blood, you know. It's something that drives you, something that you're passionate about. And – you're just as, you know, focused and intentional and excited about other aspects of your life too. Cause I see how you love your wife. I see how you celebrate your children. I see the, the zest that you have for life. And so all that being said, Austin, you know, what do you enjoy most about this opportunity to be where you're at today, to do what it is that you do, you know, and coach this game that you love so much? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm a competitor. I love the win. Um, and secondly, like, I love to help people. Um, so coaching is, is made for me. Um, I find that I'm at my best whenever I'm giving myself to somebody else. I know it sounds cliche. I know that sounds easy to say, but like, I feel the best. I sleep the best. Like I do everything the best when I'm not worried about me, when I'm worried about somebody else. Not only that, not only goes for my family, but that goes for my team. Um, like, I love to win, and I want to be the greatest coach in Kentucky high school basketball history. Like, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, I feel the best and I feel the most successful when I see my players succeed in life, when I see my son or my daughter do something that I've taught them or something they're supposed to do, or if I get a word from a teacher at our high school that, hey, one of, one of your players in my class did this today. Like, he sat up front, he was taking note, like, those things make me feel good. Those things uh, make me feel successful more than winning does. Um, so just the opportunity to have that effect, to help people and to do it through a game that I absolutely am obsessed with since I've been young, like it's just, it's just perfect altogether. That's awesome. I love that. And, uh, you know, you hear people in kind of the self-help space talk about, you know, if you're not doing what you love or, or loving what you do, then you kind of have two options. You can either change how you feel about what you do, or you can change what you do. Maybe. And of course, not everyone, <clears throat> not everyone is blessed to just be in a position at any point in, in their life and just say, man, I, I, everything about what I do, I enjoy. And this is, this is where I want to be. And so it's a process. It's taken you a process. It, it's been a process. It's been a journey for you to get where you're at today. You know, you, you haven't always been, as personally developed as you are, you haven't always had the focus that you have, you know, on your life and maybe serving others, maybe as much as you, as you do right now. And so for people listening right now to hear someone like Austin be at a stage of his life where he's, he really is in tune with who he is and what his purpose is, what his mission is and the work that he does. It's okay. If you're not there, uh, it's absolutely okay. That uh, the, I like to tell people that the journey is the destination that you're always growing, you're always becoming, and that through through trial and error sometimes, and maybe trying some things out, going back to your story earlier, you said you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that, and he was like, man, that's just not me, that's not what I'm cut out for. 
And so I think that's a great, a great growth plug there to, to just remind people that maybe you got to try some things out before you get to where, you know, you get to a space where you feel really good about using the gifts that you have and, uh, and adding the value to the world that, uh, that you want to, you got, you have any thoughts on that Austin? Uh, you hit the nail on the head and you never know like when God's timing is going to happen for you. So you can't get frustrated um, because it's in his timing that everything works out. So um, like you said, I've, I've been, when I was coaching in college, I was an assistant for eight years at EKU. I was living my dream. We had been to the NCAA tournament. I uh, doubled my salary because we had just been to the NCAA tournament. This was when I was a coach. I just doubled my salary. I had spent like when I first started out as a video coordinator at UMass, I was making eight grand a year for three years living in the Northeast. And I mean, just, I couldn't afford to live to be honest with you. And now here I am, you know, 10 years later at a point in my coaching career where I like, all right, I've doubled my salary NCAA tournament. And then all of a sudden my boss is gone and I'm, I'm like, Hmm, like, what am I going to do now? And I don't have a job. And so it's just, you got to be patient and you got to trust uh, that, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. Um, and then it'll, it will all work out for you. Totally. And I think something else that <clears throat> it's easy to lose focus in those moments where things happen around you that are, that were unexpected. Kind of like you said, you know, a change of boss. Next thing you know, it lost your job. Don't know what to do. Uh, don't really know what the next best step is or what direction to go in. But what you can control is I'm going to be patient. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep putting in the work. I'm going to keep doing what I can with what I have, where I'm at and just control the controllables, you know? And, uh, cause a lot of times we get a little discombobulated, we get discouraged and we think, well, because things didn't pan out the way that I wanted to, maybe this isn't cut out for me. And that's not the case. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing that. Let me, let me ask you this, you know, based on your, your coaching background, your playing years and you know, your, your coaching tenure now, uh, who would you say, uh, are a couple people that you look up to and, and have served as kind of an inspiration and motivation for you in on the coaching scene? Um, I would definitely say all the coaches that I've played and worked for. So you're talking Tim Davis at Campbellsville High School. You're talking uh, Travis Ford uh, at EKU and then worked for him. And then you're talking Jeff Neubauer uh, that I worked for at EKU. All those guys are so different as coaches, um, which is great for me as a coach to kind of just mesh all of their – uh, philosophies and their mentalities and, and put them into my own kind of like mixture. Uh, so those three guys have been very uh, inspirational to me and, and everything that I do from a coaching standpoint, um, I, I take from those three guys. Uh, from a personal standpoint, it'd probably be my dad. Um, my dad is a guy that uh, has been very successful in, in the restaurant business. Uh, he's pushed me to uh, get to where I'm at and like I want to be just like that he's the toughest dude I've ever met um, didn't graduate from college uh, just gets it done like the hardest worker I know and I know again that's cliche and a lot of people would say that about their dad but I, I really mean it like he he has given me every opportunity in my life to be successful um, in a high school he built me a you've been out there he, he built me a, a full court basketball court in my backyard like he was never going to let me miss out on an opportunity. Like he was always going to do whatever he had to do uh, to make sure that I was at my best. And that's the same that I want for my kids. Like I want my kids to have the childhood that I had, but even more, which is going to be tough because J. Paul Newton 
uh, is a guy that made sure that I was I had what I needed. Um, and so those those coaches, and then my dad, and then uh, I mentioned before a guy named Roy Kidd, who was the football coach at EKU. Uh, coach Kids, uh, I think he's 89 years old now. And so I I played middle school football, but I didn't play I didn't play football at EKU like this dude coached at EKU for 40 years has all these former players that he could talk to and for whatever reason he calls me every morning at like eight o'clock just to check in and uh, see how I'm doing and just the friendship that I've built with him and the thing and the stories he's told me and the coaching advice that that he's given me over the years has just been priceless and uh, I'm proud to call him uh, one of my best friends 89 year old is one of my best friends but he is and um he, he's meant a lot to me over the years. That's awesome. And I can attest to this, guys, uh, as far as Austin's family and uh, the, the legacy that, that they uh, will be leaving and the culture that they've created with their restaurant business, uh, compliments of them. I've, I've eaten some really good chicken throughout the years. So <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. That was the go-to spot back in the day for me. Uh, to go get some chicken and my dad he never called it Lee's famous recipe uh, my dad's a good old country boy so he called it the chicken house so yeah, let's, let's, head on, let's, let's head on over to the chicken house right <laughs> uh, appreciate well, coach oh no doubt no doubt well, coach with uh you know with being involved with the public education in the state of Kentucky and Kentucky high school athletics you know you you being in uh, in that industry and in that profession this this being what you do for a living uh, obviously, it's been a it's been a roller coaster uh, in 2020 with uh, the way that the sports has been impacted, the way that the lives of your student athletes have been impacted, uh, the way the daily life and the routine and the flow of your family, as well as mine and, and, and everyone, you know, this uh, this COVID craziness has has been uh, man, it's uh, it's been hard to, to take in, right? So so many changes, so much going on, so. Uh, what are some things that you've done personally? What are some things that you've done uh, to stay positive during this time of uncertainty and, uh, and hostility even because of the polarizing conversations, right? You're either for this or against this. You're either on this side or that side. It's just, I'm not going to go off on a tangent. You know how I feel about people on social media. Uh, right. You know, it's not just information overload. It's opinion overload and everyone's opinion just isn't all that good. But uh, that's, that, that's that. But what have you done personally to, to, to stay on the up and up during this time? That's a great question. Um, the easy answer is spend time with my family. Um, I've heard a lot of college coaches and just coaches in general, not necessarily college, but people that have always played or coached sports. There's never been this much time that you're just at home with your family. There's always, you know, recruiting as a college coach or, playing summer ball in high school, whatever it may be. I mean, as an athlete, you're always working on your craft. And, you know, these last five or six months, we just haven't been able to because of the restrictions. So just spending time with my family and getting to play golf with my kids and uh, hanging out with my wife, just doing things around the house that I've never, ever been able to do for a long period of time. Um, that would be number one on my list. And it's it'll be something that I'll look back on and never get to experience this again. Like, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, we won't uh, in my lifetime experience another pandemic where we just got to shut it down and stay at home. But uh, you just think about this time that you get with your family uninterrupted, like you'll, you'll probably never get it again. So that's been very good. 
uh, for me. I've I've tried to listen to some. I'm not usually a podcast or a book guy, but I've I've actually been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, picked up a guitar uh, a few months ago. I have no musical ability whatsoever. <laughs> um, I started probably in April, and I've got a little app that I'm trying to learn how to how to pick the guitar. I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to getting there. I can play Happy Birthday is about it. Um, <laughs> trying to trying to learn a new skill. Yeah. Uh, and then just trying to catch up with people that maybe I haven't talked to in a long time, whether it be former teammates or uh, people that I coached with, just people that you lose track of or don't stay in contact as much, just reaching out and just checking on them, seeing how they are and just trying to, trying to catch up. So um, doing my best to stay busy. Uh, like you said, it's, it's just a, a time like we've never experienced. I'm a huge social media guy. I love to get on social media, but like I can't, just don't want to get on there these days. And when I do, I, I'm, I'm either, you know, promoting my team or uh, putting some on there about my crazy kids. But, like, I just – it's it's hard for me to get on there and just see some of the stuff that's said. Because, like you said, it's a, it's a never-ending battle that nobody <laughs> ever wins. That's right. That's right. I love – speaking of your kids, I love that, that post you shared earlier today of, uh, <laughs> of little, little man's first day of, uh, of remote learning. He was up there hammering out on the Xbox. Playing, playing Madden, man. I was <laughs> left him for like 10 minutes. I guess I had one job, and when I came back, he said question and answer session was over, so he'd moved on to Madden. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. The 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 adventure never stops with kids. Oh, it's awesome, man. Best job in the world. I know you're, you're experiencing it right now, but there's no job, no feeling in the world like being a dad. It's the greatest thing ever. That's right. And that's why I have these earphones in and why I'm speaking into this mic because it's past his bedtime and I can hear feet pitter pattering mm -hmm. up, uh, upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but guys, you know, just to recap on that question, <clears throat> Coach Newton dropped some pearls there. He talked about focusing on his family during this time. He talked about putting good stuff into his mind, right? Uh, because he understands that uh, this is a mental muscle and we have to develop it. And the things that you're watching, the things that you're listening to, the conversations that you're having, uh, the things that you're reading, right? Those are impacting, right? Uh, who you're becoming uh, over time. He talked about learning a new skill, right? He talked about uh, staying busy, keeping in touch with people, uh, just trying to find some sense of normalcy in all of this. But at the end of the day, here's the deal, guys, is <clears throat> what we focus on determines our future. So we can focus on what we can't do, uh, how, how crazy this has been, uh, all the negativity, or we can choose to lean into this moment and, uh, and make the most of this moment, focus on what we have versus what we don't have, focus on what we can do versus what we can't do. So I really appreciate that response, uh, Coach. And uh, as, we, as we work to close down, I'll, uh, I'll, ask, you, I'll ask you one more question. Uh, and I think this is a, this is a great closer. Uh, unless the conversation flows and, and we talk about something else, but how has being a husband and a father, how's being a husband and a father impacted your personal growth and development as a person? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Um, I think it goes back to me having, you know, different opportunities in coaching away from uh, what's comfortable for my family and my wife and, me saying no and saying that my family is more important than any opportunity that's out there for me. I think that's where I stood for a long time, even going back to when I was coaching at, 
at UMass. I was in the Atlantic 10 as a 23-year-old kid. You know what I mean? I was I was could have easily gone with Travis probably to Oklahoma State and then uh, who knows what. But I decided at that at that age that uh, this woman that I met was somebody that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with and whatever she said probably needed to go from that point on. So uh, I think just having uh, enough respect and sacrificing enough uh, for them not to move them around the country to have a stable uh, life here in, in uh, central Kentucky. I think uh, that has been uh, good for not only me, but for my family. I just think about when uh, I play for Travis Ford and people say this, like his first three years at EKU, I guess my freshman through my junior year, he was tough, man. I'm talking like he was a killer. Like he 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 killed us, and we and we probably deserved it because we weren't very good. I'm just talking as far as a coach and just getting after us. Um, and then he had children, and when he had children, his whole deal shifted a little bit. And I, I saw that as a young player, and people that worked for him and that played for him say the same thing. Like when he started, I think he's he's got three kids. When he started, when they started having kids, he he got a little. He wasn't soft, but you know it. It over time, it softened him up a little bit because I think he saw what was truly important. And like this basketball game doesn't mean as much as you know my family. Um, and so I, I did see that from an early age, just from playing and working for him, what his kids and what his family meant to him, and how it changed him. And to me, it's the same thing. You know, if if we lose a game. I'm usually pretty upset about it, but when you get home and you see uh, those kids uh, getting ready for bed and a uh, beautiful wife at home, it makes those losses uh, a little, a little bit easier. Not much, but um, at the end of the day, they're they're my world. They're the reason I do what I do, um, and like I, I'm I'm very proud of them. But they have helped me not only as a person but as a coach. Totally. And I can, I can, I can relate so much to that situation that you're talking about with coach Ford. I can relate to some, to that so much that it's scary because almost the exact same thing happened with my coach, uh, tra or excuse me, uh, Keith Atkins, who was the head coach at Camels university after Travis Ford Travis. left, took over. And <clears throat> I stepped into my college career at Camels university in our hometown, uh, by the way, listeners in our hometown of, of Camelsville, Kentucky, and, uh, you know, and, and, and Keith Atkins, he was hardcore. He was straight-laced. He was a competitor. Uh, he coached people hard because he played hard. He had high expectations. He wanted to win. He's one of those guys that was kind of like, we'll do whatever it takes to win. And I don't take any, any crap. I don't take any excuses. Right. But whenever he got married, uh, when he got married, he married uh, a, a lovely lady who already had two children. And we could start to see a little bit of change there. But the real change came when his first child with her was born. And then it was like a, it was like a, a switch was flipped. And, and, and you and I both being, you know, husbands and fathers and, and rounding the corner and kind of closing that down, it just brings, it brings such a, a, a different perspective to life, doesn't it? Uh, it, it, it helps you see, like you just talked about, kind of those wins and those losses, the career, uh, you know, where we end up, what I'm known for. I just kind of – I talk a lot about I'd rather be famous in my home, right, than anywhere else. Uh, so at the end of the day, kind of the, the American way 
of grind it out, the American way of burn the candle at both ends, the American way of do whatever you got to do to make the next buck, to accumulate more, to achieve more, to, you know, it's just kind of like I've gotten to a place in my life where I'm like, that's just not all that important to me. Uh, granted, I want to have a solid foundation. Uh, I want to I make sure that my family is, is in good hands, is taken care of. But there's just some things that just don't matter to me anymore because of the blessings that God has given us in things that are absolutely priceless, you know, things that you can't put a, a price tag on. But, uh, Coach, as we close down, um, anything specific on your mind, on your heart, if, uh, you know, I guess I'll say this. Uh, I'll just give you a specific audience to speak to here. Obviously, a lot of young, a lot of young people, a lot of young players, they're in a tough spot right now. Uh, the, the fear of the unknown with school, with sports. As a coach, going through this with, with your team, what would you say to young athletes right now who are stuck in this position where they don't know what to expect, they don't know what to look forward to? You know, what's a, what's a piece of encouragement or, or, or word you would offer them as we close down? Sure. I, I think you spoke on a little bit earlier is, is to me, it's just control what you can control. Like you said earlier, like this is, we've never been through anything like this. None of us. So it's hard for any of us to have good advice. The, the thing that I know that wins every time is to control what you can control and to be a great person and to try to help somebody else. And like you said, keep your mind healthy, whether it's exercise, workout, uh, read a great book, like whatever it may be to keep your mental clarity and your mental health great. You need to do that because there's going to come a day when things will be back to nor whatever we consider normal. Um, that day is coming and we don't know how quickly it's going to be. That's what I tell my guys. I, you know, I told them that all summer. Like if they open back up two weeks from now, we got a game to play. Like you need to be ready. So um, as a, as a basketball player, as a competitor or whatever you're doing, um, whenever that time comes, you need to be ready for whatever it is, whether it's your job or whether it's to play a basketball game or a football game. Like, it's your job personally to have yourself ready physically, mentally, um, and using uh, a pandemic's not an excuse. I know it's tough. I know it is. But you got you to gotta have some um, something inside of you that says, whenever my time comes and whenever things open back up, I'm going to be ready to, to do what I do. Yeah, and I like what you said there in closing, that challenging piece of a pandemic is a pandemic. It's not like this happens all the time, and it's tough. We, it, this has impacted us all on some level, but at the end of the day, it's still not an excuse for for doing what you can be doing regardless of what's happening. You know, and, and when I think about excuses, man, I think about the, the recent passing of uh, Chadwick Bozeman, who, uh, who's, who's now – uh, his leg, the legacy he left as an entertainer and as an actor, you know, the, the grand slam that he hit with uh, uh, Black Panther, you know, that movie became an instant classic. And finding out that this guy was battling stage three and stage four, I believe it was colon cancer maybe. So multiple surgeries, chemotherapy, treatment, you name it, through uh, several years of his, of his career. And in a span where he was producing some of his greatest work, you know, great, great movies like 42 when he played Jackie Robinson, Marshall, you know, when he, when he played Thurgood Marshall. I think he, he was also in another, uh, another movie where, where, where he played James Brown as well, a couple other movies as well. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if that guy can do that in the midst of that personal struggle. And nobody, man, we, knows, right? not even not, like only, 
only his inner circle really knew like what was going on. Yeah. Like if that guy can do that in the midst of that kind of personal struggle, man, I ain't got no excuses, <laughs> no excuses whatsoever. And, exactly. then, and then, and then in closing, that's also a reminder to, uh, to, to under, to, to keep in mind that you never know what, what people are facing. You never know what people are battling. You never know what people are going through, which is why we need to continue to treat people the way that we want to be treated versus oftentimes treating people the way that we have been treated in the past, maybe. So coach, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate your time, uh, your friendship, your leadership, uh, just, uh, just being able to, to stay connected with you, man, all these years later, after you whipped me around on the basketball court back in the day, it's, uh, I, I really appreciate you and everything you stand for. And, uh, certainly appreciate you joining me tonight. No doubt, JT. I appreciate you having me on, man. I thank the world of you. Um, and like I said, that, that day you walked in our gym, man, when we were going through a tough time, it was just like, man, this, this guy knows that we need him tonight for some reason. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you just being there, uh, when we needed you and, you just you bring a, a positivity and a shining light uh, to whoever you're around. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep up the great work. Um, and I would encourage any organization, team, school, whoever it may be that has a chance to get you to come speak to do it because you, you're great at what you do. Um, and you've really encouraged our guys here at Madison Southern. Thank you, my friend. Well, I, uh, I believe in you, and uh, I uh, certainly be praying for you and, and your continued success and, of course, all the craziness going on that, that uh, things will get situated with, with the KHSAA and, uh, and these guys can get back to playing sometime soon. And for all you listeners, thank you so much again for tuning in tonight. This has been Episode 16 of the Let's Grow Podcast. Again, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to listen in because when you give someone your time, you give them a piece of your life. We certainly hope the piece of your life that you've given us has been in exchange for some value. You don't just go through life, grow through life, and always remember, everybody can encourage somebody. We will see you and hear you next time. Thanks so much, guys. Hey, thanks again for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode and it added some value to you, could you do me a favor and share it with a friend? If so, I really, really, really appreciate you helping me get the word out about this podcast. Remember, this is your place for weekly encouragement. And as always, my goal is to leave you better than I found you. And my friend, I certainly hope that was the case for you today.